0: Good morning, Central. Hi, My name is Harry Brown, and I am delighted to be with you. I spent 44 years in City Team, and then two years ago, uh, the board set aside the church planning division to become a new organization called New Generation. So when I see the City Team stuff up there, get kind of all warm and misty. <laughs> so it's a joy to be with you. I'm going to give you just um, a little taste of what God is doing in the story of His glory. And how he's using uh, different things to do that. And I'm, I'm going to hopefully inspire you with the idea of the passionate pursuit of much fruit. John 15, by this my Father is glorified that you produce much fruit. And so prove to be my disciple. Now when you look at that picture, what do you see? see apples? Or do you see orchards? You can't get to orchards without apples, but God looks through the apple and sees the orchards that's going to come. He's interested in much fruit. He's interested in fruit that remains. It has to have quality. And he's interested in fruit that reproduces, and that's where those orchards come from. We all, we all know the parable of the seed and the sower, right? So, oops, how did we get there? There. There. The parable of the seed and the sower, good seed gets into good soil. The first three kinds of dirt, nothing good happens, right? The fourth kind of dirt, the seed goes in and it produces 30, 60, and 100 fold. But that's not the point of the parable. The point of the parable is that each one of those has the potential for 30, 60, or 100 more. And what that has done is rooted in our hearts the idea that the only way Underline that, it blinks red. The only way to complete the Great Commission is when ordinary people are multiplying disciples in their natural networks. That's the way God planned to get the job done, and that's where much fruit can come from. So now on to what has God been doing with us? In the last almost 15 years, 70,000 new churches, 1.7 million new followers of Jesus and about thirty five percent of those are former muslims so it's not just what they call low-hanging fruit we're talking about hundred and twenty five movements and we define a movement as at least one hundred new churches that have multiplied to at least four generations that's the minimum standard and now some of those movements are at thirty or more generations of churches planting churches planting churches why is that a big deal because we don't have money or management past generation four or five so when it gets out there into 25 and 30 and beyond it's because the people of God have understood that he's the one that's asking him them to make disciples and teach them to obey and they're actually doing it they're not doing it because they get paid they're not doing it because it's a program they're not doing it because somebody's pushing them they're doing it because it's part of who they are so let me tell you what that looks like in real life an ordinary guy at the middle of this. If you can't read his name, his name is Bahazi. Bahazi is a driver. His job is to get you from point A to point B. We were talking to Bahazi, who we trained in the process, and said, "Bahazi, what is God doing in your natural network? Because that's the only way to get the job done." And he produced that chart. What well, word? Somehow I'm hitting the buttons. Sorry, Bahazi. Bahazi produced this chart and when I looked at this thing for the first time I put my hand on that piece of paper and I said oh God in heaven someday let my chart look like that because it doesn't and you know what the truth of it is the truth of it is I was spiritually born with a, a genetic defect and the spiritual genetic defect that I was born with is it's not my job it's like somehow making disciples and teaching them to obey is on a list of spiritual gifts and I didn't get it that's theological nonsense It's not a spiritual gift for some. It's a command for all. Behese didn't have that spiritual genetic defect, so he got out of the gate right away and began to share in his natural network. Now, the beauty of this is multifaceted. He's an ordinary guy. He's not specially trained. He's not paid. Nobody in that graphic is paid It happened quickly, it happened broadly, and if you look up there and you can see the colors, they each represent a different stream of society. And that's a big deal, because if it only stays in one stream, you only get one kind of people, but that's not what the lost look like. They're everywhere and they're very different looking, so the gospel has to get into all segments of society, and that's what it looks like. And now we'll go to the next chart. Another guy, we blocked out his name because it's a very um, security-sensitive situation. This guy is a radical Muslim in his background. His passion was to kill Christians. But he had a kid that had a club foot. Our church planners knew what to do with that because we had a partnership with a group called Cure. They know how to fix cleft palates and club feet on broken kids. So what they did is they got the kid to the place where Cure can fix them. Cure did fix them. And Tophique, who's the guy who's blacked out there, became a follower of Jesus. And he turned all that passion, kind of Saul to Paul, into the cause of the kingdom. And we asked Tophique, what is God doing in your natural network? And he drew this chart. Same basic message, different guy, different country. Now, When Tawfiq was doing this, the bad guys didn't like it, so they ambushed him. They hacked him up with machetes and dropped him in the ditch for dead. God healed Tawfiq, raised him up, and then Tawfiq publicly forgave the perpetrators. When the Muslim imams saw that, they had never seen forgiveness, had no concept of what that looks like. So they said to the community, whatever Tawfiq is saying, you got to pay attention to him. Now, at that distance, you can't see it, but there's a bunch of little red names up there along with the black ones. All the red ones are Muslim imams who are now followers of Jesus. And in one of those streams, there's red name, red name, red name, red name, red name. And you know why? Who's the natural network for a Muslim imam? Other imams. That's exactly how God designed it to work. Here's another story. India... I was sitting with these guys, took this picture earlier this year, and I said, hey guys, what's God doing in your natural network? And they brought out this big old scroll, and they started to unroll it around the room. And it was this picture here that just kept going. It was like 20 feet long. I said, guys, what is that? They said, Harry, this is the tree of life. Okay, I'll bite. What's a tree of life? They said, this is the story of what God's doing in our community. Every time a disciple makes a disciple, we draw a branch. And every time they make a disciple, we draw a branch. And here's what it looks like. This one led to that one that led to this one. And around the room it went. Now, I was awestruck. In fact, I was so awestruck, I had a major stupid attack. I should have been taking a pano. And instead, I took a snapshot. Ah, missed my shot. The story of God's glory, the tree of life in their community. Isn't that a beautiful expression of what their um, understanding of God's calling on their life is? Okay, there we got it. How's this stuff happening? Through something we call Discovery Bible Study. This is not rocket science. You get lost people into the Word of God and you ask them, what does it say? What does it mean? What are you going to do, and who can you tell? Now, you can leave here understanding that without having to go to seminary or go to a seminar or anything else. What does it say? What does it mean? What are you going to do, and who can you tell? Because that works in places like this. Ordinary people getting together under a tree, asking each other, what does it mean, and what are you going to do? And who are you going to tell? Because that's happening, you get this. This is a picture of 650 people being baptized. If the camera was wide angle, there was 1,250 that were ready to go. We simply couldn't get it all done in one day, so we had to schedule phase two. Now, these people being baptized on this day, none of them came because there was a big program. None of them came because there was a big church. None of them came because there was a big brand or a big budget or a big megaphone or a big personality. You know why they came? Because little groups meeting in homes or under trees or whatever said, here's what I'm going to do to obey and here's who I'm going to tell. All of those people are a byproduct of who can I tell what God is doing for me? Ordinary people... Multiplying disciples in their natural networks it is God's plan to complete the Great Commission. One last story: these these guys are pygmies. The pygmies are the little people of Central Africa. They have been kicked around by everybody for eons. They're the bottom of the totem pole. Everybody looks down on them because they're forest dwellers. They're not sophisticated. They're small stature. They basically have been oppressed by everybody. About 14 years ago, one of our senior Africa guys, his name is Yanusa Jab, when we were putting together the strategy of which people groups do we want to go to and trying to pick the ones that we thought were most strategic and all that, Yanusa said, we must go to the pygmies. A lot of the other guys said, uh, mm, hmm, pygmies. Mm." Yanusa said, we need to go to the pygmies. And he started getting very, very insistent. Well, everything got started 14 years ago, and now if you roll the tape forward to now, from zero, there are 150,000 pygmy followers of Jesus, which is a full 15%. Amen. A full 15% of the pygmy population In Central Africa. Now. That happened. Not because there was a big crusade. A big event. A big anything. It's because. People got together in small groups. began to say. What does it say. In terms of the scripture. What does it mean. What am I going to do. And who can I tell. And as that was happening. It continued to spread. And that's exactly. An illustration. Of how God is going to complete. His work upon the earth. Now. I'm going to finish with, oh, <laughs> i got to take a course in clicker. <laughs> I'm going to finish with just a little personal confession here. I've been in ministry almost 46 years now. And about 15 years in, I kind of surveyed the land and said, you know what? Everything that's been happening is effectively planting and harvesting seedless grapes. The fruit is real, but it's one generation and done. One generation and done. And you know what? We can't get the job done when it's one generation and done. So that was sort of a crossroads in my life. And going forward, for me and for all of us, I say, no more seedless grapes. God bless you, Central.
1: Awesome. Well, Harry, thank you so much for for that wonderful update and and insight. I love that. One one big takeaway that that I got out of just what what Harry just said is the only way that the Great Commission gets fulfilled is by disciples making disciples in their natural network. And here's the reality. I have a natural network. You have a natural network. And and we have a Great Commission uh, to make an impact in that natural network. So thanks for that that challenge uh, to, to do that, to live that out. Uh, that actually Jesus gave us right and and through the voice of Harry Brown today so thank you for that Agape International Missions is a tremendous organization uh, that is doing big things uh, in particularly in Cambodia uh, when it comes to rescuing women out of sex slave trafficking and so you've heard from uh, Matt before Agape International Missions is not a, a new concept or a new uh, organization that that you've heard or hearing for the first time for many of you for some of you maybe it is uh, but what may be the first time that you get to hear from is someone who has come out of uh, that, that, that lifestyle. Uh, Yao Li is here with us, and she uh, was uh, in sex slave trafficking. She is a survivor of that. And so it is our honor to invite Yao Li to the stage here at Central Christian Church. Let's give her a warm Central Christian Church welcome. Let her hear it. Now, thank Hi. you so much for being here here with us today. Um and so maybe just tell us a little bit about but what life was like uh, as a child.
2: Okay. Um so I'm from Cambodia. Um I'm 28 years old. Um I was born and raised in Cambodia and um so I live with a small house, so I have like a big family, and then my uh so I have I live with my mom, my dad, and four brother and two sisters so you
1: get, Yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you um, so um so it's a really poor country and um it's it's just hard to you know to go to school because there, there's no school it just you have to pay for everything, not like in the you know u s that you go to school for free you know right. and um, so I had to start working at a young age and then i working I started working when I was eight years old and um, collecting the recyclable at three or four o'clock in the morning wow. and return for money, yeah
1: wow. So, at eight years old, I began working collecting yeah. recycles to help help to help raise the, family. Money for yeah, the family to
2: feed everybody in the family wow mm-hmm.
1: so at uh, what age were you actually sold into uh trafficking what did that how did all that come come about
2: um I was so when I was nine years old um so I was tricked by my neighbor and she uh she wanted to come to her house and offer me and my friend. And candy and new clothes, stuff like that. And then when we went to her house and we locked in the inside her house, and she wanted us to do whatever men want us to do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. How, how did in, in the midst of that, so that reality took place? How did you go from that reality to hearing about Jesus? Uh, what, what did, how did any of that transpire uh, in your life?
2: uh so this is this is before aim SWAT team uh, so they have another organization like rescues called Hager okay. and um so they took me to church and they uh taught me about Jesus and they showed me a different uh religion where from you know when I was a child, yeah so my mom, my dad are Buddhist, and yeah it's just kinda of like like, it's just hard because, you know, my mom really strong in her religion. And at the same time, if, you know, like, it's just so hard because you can't tell that, you know, oh, how you see God, like, how you believe in it, so something like that. But, yeah, I would say, you know, like, um, <clears throat> that I see how God work in my life, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I heard, heard about him.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So there was a SWAT team. Yeah. Came in, performed a rescue mission. Right. And then and the organization began taking to right. church, and that's where you begin hearing yeah. about, about Jesus. That's yeah. that's that's tremendous. Uh, yeah, we can clap for that.
2: Thank
1: you. Was was there any point in your life where you thought I want Jesus to be be a part of my life? Like what how did that transpire? What what took place there?
2: Yeah, there was a time um, that, I will, that I wish Jesus was a part of my life every day I live sex trafficking, mm-hmm. and um, I you know like so me and other girl could be safe and no one getting hurt and I wish Jesus was there to escape me out of the house yeah. Awesome.
1: yeah yeah, so if you could share what what aim and Jesus have done uh, for, for you in, in your life what how might you frame that up in into some words for us today?
2: Um, I would say AIM done a lot of things, and they gave me a job um, to making T-shirt and Prisley, so it's out there, and they... So you're actually
1: a part of the team that would make some of those... Yeah, that's those what back yeah. in Cambodia, okay. yeah.
2: Yeah, And awesome. um, they gave me a counseling for the okay. healing, and uh, they send me to church every Sunday and give us free food, yeah. Wow mm-hmm. Wow. And I would say about Jesus that um, like faith in God, it's say, I would say that faith in God taught me that life is not easy, but uh, um, it makes things possible. It's just like example that you know it's hard for me just sharing about my past experience. And it's bring up this painful, and each time when I talk it, it just
1: yeah. No, you're good. It's difficult. It brings up a lot of emotions. We we certainly get that, um, and and so I what I heard you say was following jesus doesn't mean that you're going to have a life without trial right but it means that he's going to be with you every step of the way in the midst of the pain Mm -hmm. in the midst of the heartache in the midst of the emotion in the midst of picking up some some broken pieces in in our lives yeah and i think all of us here can certainly relate relate to that because we we all have challenge we all have heartache we all have different scale different scope very different reality uh but what what I heard you say, even in the midst of what you've gone through, you've experienced yeah. Jesus. Uh, he's with you every step, yeah. step of that way.
2: Mm-hmm. And I would just, you know, thanks God that, um, that I, you know, faith in him, it's things possible that, that he give me strength by giving me, sharing my story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, how, how, you know, man, you've experienced so much, come through so much and now you've taken this courageous step of faith to, to stand up with a goofy guy like me on stage talking to a room like this. Uh, how, how might you want to use your experience now to to help others?
2: I would use my experience um, to raise awareness to help people join the cause and to help other younger like me to get out of sex trafficking. And um, I... I would like to help other girls to become a stronger and to show them, you know, like, my experience and successful and to show them that, you know, that um, they are special and, uh, you know, like, Jesus loves them no matter what. Yeah.
1: So good. Such a powerful message and you're you're living it out so well. And obviously demonstrated here in this in this courageous step of face. So thank you so much for sharing some of your story with us here today, y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you.